What is up today's today community? Hope you're having a phenomenal, phenomenal day. My name is Colton Trout, the founder and CEO of the today's today community here to help you create more consistency within your business by crushing your goals on a daily basis. If you like the sound of that, make sure you smash that subscribe button, go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to this podcast uh, and share it with a friend because if you're not sharing, you're not caring. Um, but y'all, we like on the last podcast, we brought an amazing guest, Noah St. John. If you haven't listened to that episode, make sure to go back and listen and check that episode out. Uh, some amazing free giveaways on that one as well. And then today, though, we are back with another amazing guest. We've got Michelle Lewis with us um, from The Color Cure. And y'all, I don't think you understand that she is an expert in color psychology. Um, which if you're not in marketing or if you don't run a business, one, I don't know why you're listening to the podcast. Uh, secondly, though, as all of y'all are business owners, entrepreneurs, y'all, you need to grab a pen and paper and it's okay to have your colored pens with you. Uh, we are going to have a blast. But Michelle, why don't you go on and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Thanks so much, Colton. I'm so excited to be here with all of you today. Uh, like he said, my name is Michelle Lewis. I am a color psychology expert, and I specialize in helping brands become iconic in their niche and up their conversion rates through color psychology in marketing and sales. Been doing it for a couple of years now. Really, it never ceases to amaze me. And what I love is that every brand is so different. You can connect with your audience so powerfully just using color. So that's what I love to do. That's awesome. So how did you get into the world of color and marketing? It, it was a strange journey. It started in film and television, which was the world I grew up in. Uh, and of course, I was able to observe that from more of a production design perspective. Uh, then I got a degree in interior design and started doing that kind of thing in homes. But it wasn't until I started my own business and was feeling completely invisible and not getting the results I wanted uh, that I actually looked at a book on my shelf that I had gotten in film school said that said, if it's purple, someone's going to die. And went, what if I pull that from film into my business? And that's when I saw uh, a real change. And so I decided to start testing it on my students and over the years have learned more and more until I went all in on color psychology. That's amazing. That's amazing. So color is not anything that's new right? It's been around for quite some time. Um, over the last couple of years, have you noticed people becoming more aware of their colors and the effects that it has within their branding compared to like maybe years ago? Or even like you said, it's like you didn't really know how much it kind of played into it until you started your own business. So it's like... Yeah, I think that businesses are becoming more and more aware. Of course, there have been certain ones throughout history. For example, an insulation company was the first person to actually trademark a specific shade of pink. Uh, so I think there have been certain businesses that have used it. And definitely the biggest brands in the world have been using it for decades. But I don't think that that information and those studies have been as publicly uh, available as they have now. So I think a lot of people are starting to draw those connections and seeing what, you know, Apple's doing and what Starbucks is doing and what T-Mobile is doing. And they're starting to wake up to the fact of, oh, well, I can do this even though it's my online business and get more results. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really kind of cool the way social media works and helping brand new entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that have been around for years and even entrepreneurs that have been around for decades get and obtain new knowledge 
Uh, I know a lot of entrepreneurs, especially a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to this podcast, they don't have the degrees, they don't have the backgrounds in, in corporate business. And so understanding some of these key concepts uh, that in a corporate world, like you said, in film and television, like this is like, that's normal talk, that's normal lingo, that's normal things that, uh, to kind of have in your wheelhouse when you're creating, but you take it to a smaller level for entrepreneurs or even a mid-range that have some employees and are creating success. Um, but just being able to have access to that knowledge just in general, I think it's been really cool to see those corporate concepts turn into more regular practices for young entrepreneurs and just new entrepreneurs in general. Have you seen that kind of as well? Absolutely. For example, color analysis. It was something that a lot of women did, you know, okay, I'm going to show you your colors in the 80s, and then it fell off the map. And then in the last year, it's exploded on TikTok. That reel, the one specific reel that I did is at almost 2 million views because people are really fascinated with these concepts. So I think it's really great that we can distill what we teach into these easy to understand modalities that then people can try for themselves. And that's the beautiful thing about color is that, yes, I can say, okay, overall, this color can mean this, but color and it's the way that it relates to people and what it means changes, especially over time. So I think that's what's so cool about it. And I love that people are able to get that at the tip of their fingers just by going to Instagram or TikTok or listening to a podcast. Yeah, for sure. So it's kind of cool because like, I feel like that sparks a lot of interest for people and then they can get connected with individuals like yourself that are, I mean, are the experts in understanding how vast and how impactful color is in an entrepreneur's business or just in a business in general. Um, okay. So a couple of fun color questions. One, what is your favorite color? Got to ask that question. Uh, and then what's a fun fact about just color psychology in general that really like surprised you? Great questions. My favorite color, you can kind of see it behind me. I know those of you that are listening can't see it, but it's kind of a, a green blue, uh, a deep teal. That's my favorite. I found that especially like on a day-to-day -day basis, that's the color I'm re reaching for to wear the most. And I think it's because you're getting uh, the balancing effects of green and also the calming nature of blue. And I think just because I tend to be a more... Uh, uh, heavy personality and really driven personality, I need that like calm down. So that part of color definitely subdues me in a wonderful way. Let me see a color psychology fact that surprised me the most. I think it would probably be the fact that it affects human behavior so much. For example, like when they painted an admittance cell of a prison pink, it subdued inmates for up to 30 minutes. And yet when they painted the entire prison pink, it increased aggression substantially. So those kinds of things, there's no like cut and dry. Okay, I'm going to cold, I'm going to give you this color. This is going to solve all your problems. And it's you're going to use it for the rest of your life. Like it just doesn't work that way. It's so multifaceted. So that's what probably interests me the most. Gosh, dang it. Well, my next question's out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but that really is, I mean, that's fascinating that, you know, pink in one room, oh, this is nice. Pink in all the rooms, no. Um, I don't know. Can we say that right now with, you know, the Barbie Barbie movie going on and everybody wearing pink everywhere? <laughs> 
It's so interesting, and specifically with pink, which is not a color in the visible light spectrum. So technically, we shouldn't have reactions to it, but we do. We have reactions to pink. We have reactions to magenta, which is technically a color our brains make up. How do you explain that? It's so strange. And specifically with the Barbie movie, I was looking up some stats to see how much it's generated. It's made, as of a day ago, $470 million globally. Wow. So it's just a grand slam. So we can't ignore the fact that people are, in a way, craving color, whether it's on screen or in a business model. What are some ways that entrepreneurs that have been around for a while and are really looking to take color more seriously inside of their business, uh, what are some ways or some things that they need to be taking into consideration uh, or possibly some tips or tools that they should be utilizing? Absolutely. I think the first important thing to realize is that you have what I like to call primary communication colors. Those are colors that actually cause a reaction that can be measurable. And then you have what I like to call white space colors. These are colors that don't necessarily create as strong of a reaction, but can be a great support to use alongside primary communication colors just to give the eye some space and room. So for example, primary communication colors are going to be all the colors in the visible light spectrum, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple. Hopefully I didn't leave one out. And, uh, and I like to also add pink and magenta. White space colors are going to be the ones the like white, gray, black, the neutrals, the tans, the beiges, the browns, etc. So when you are building your page, usually I see one of two things. The first thing is there's way too much color. And remember, for a lot of the colors, they actually impact a physical area of the body when they're viewed. So if you're using, let's say, five primary communication colors, you can only imagine the visual assault that someone feels if they go to your page and it's just all kinds of crazy colors. On the other hand, if you're just using white space colors, the chances of you creating any reaction at all are pretty slim to none. So it's finding that balance of going, okay, what emotion am I trying to connect with with my ideal client? Picking those primary communication colors and then balancing them on your website with those white space colors so that it looks really pleasing to the eye. Yeah, that is amazing. Uh, my rum cake business does that very well. Uh, my coaching business, all right, we're going to go add another color to it. Yes. But it's really funny. You were saying those white, um, you know, filler colors. It's like, yep, gold, black, white. Those are my three main colors for my, for my coaching business and my public speaking that I do. Uh, now, like the website looks phenomenal, but definitely it's, always felt it's like, like there's something missing there's something more that could really draw out uh the purpose of this where the depth um of the content that's on here so i'll have to take absolutely that. figure out what that what's that one emotion you want them to feel <clears throat> pardon me connect that to the color and inject that and see what happens love that love that um is there any tools that are out there uh that could help somebody that's just getting started in the you know, color psychology or understanding the colors of the brand um, that people could be utilizing. Uh, I know you have a book, um, so I'd love for you to kind of talk about that and a course as well that goes along with that. Um, so that may be, I mean, maybe that's like the resources like y'all, you do not understand what you're missing out on until you understand the colors within your brand. I think 
first of all, I think there's a lot of misinformation out there. We've all seen those color emotion wheels. And even if you just put in color wheel on Google and look through the images, every single one is totally different. So I can only imagine the stress of trying to figure out, okay, what's the right color? And then looking and figuring out, okay, green, maybe it means this, but then it means something terrible and horrible. So it can be really confusing. I What I've done through my book, Color Secrets, is I've really gone through every color because every color has kind of a good side and a bad side, right? Not the color's fault. It's just culture, history, films. Some people can't stand an emerald green because they watched uh, Wizard of Oz when they were too young and saw The Wicked Witch. So all of those things can impact how we feel about a color. So specifically in Color Secrets, I've gone through every primary communication color to show you what it means, not only in history and in film, but in behavior and in science and in culture. So I do think that's a really good place to start just so you can understand how you can start communicating with a color, whether it's on your website or what you wear that day to support your intention. Otherwise, I think that, you know, it's fun to follow different accounts like Pantone and to see what colors they're choosing and what they feel it means. This year, the color of the year was magenta. And you'll see so many different brands, whether it's cars, shoes, skateboards, uh, AirPods, that they will then adopt that color for their marketing. So those are fun things that you can start doing to start establishing those connections and seeing how they work in uh, a marketing scheme. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know a lot of our... Um... Lot of the listeners are product-based businesses so they've got like shops they've got online stores they have physical tangible products that they're selling um, how important is it for those brands to have a color palette that they stick to across their website and their business cards and then their products in general um, is there anything that you would kind of like warn like be careful of not doing this um, when you have a physical storefront or an online storefront, and then whenever you're delivering like a tangible product. Absolutely. I mean, it's pretty much the same, whether it is a physical product or a um, e-product in my experience. I think the biggest thing is you better tie the correct meaning to your physical product because up to 93% of people polled say that they bought something due to its color. So knowing that color is so powerful in a shopper's decision, yeah, maybe it's something they need, but most of the time they see the color and they go, I want it, right? You're going down an aisle, nine times out of 10, they're going to make their buying decision based on color. So understanding it is truly the most integral part of a purchase. Then to be able to go, okay, in terms of my marketing and branding aesthetic, the thing I see most brands suffer from the most is a lack of tonal color harmony which means that the different color combinations that they're using do not have the same undertones and therefore can look out of balance. And someone, especially if they're viewing your website online, they'll feel discord and they won't know why. So for example, you might have a pure white and a pure black on your site, most people do, but then if you have gray-based blues and black-based oranges, it's just not going to be cohesive. So learning how to do that, especially in your website and your marketing efforts, I think is really crucial. So I think those would be the top two things. That's awesome. That's awesome. And does your course kind of like help guide people through those? Like talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. I'm so excited. You helped me with this, gave me some <laughs> input, which was so appreciated. 
uh, trying to figure out what's the best way to share this knowledge that I do with these huge clients that see great results. And so for me, I knew that that would have to be a certification. I need to be able to have my hands in there and really help. So I am releasing that September 1st. I'm so excited. It's called the Color Psychology Marketing Certification. And yes, I'll be going through all of these in annoying detail with the hopes of the graduates being able to actually have that certification and then inject it into their services, whether it's marketing, web design, copywriting, to be able to guarantee results based on color psychology. It's amazing. Uh, anything else that like people really should know about color uh, or just just you in general? Uh, as you know, such a color nerd here. I'd say probably the coolest thing that I found about color was an experiment done that proved because, you know, we can equate color to light, right? We get it from the sun. And they did an experiment called the double slit experiment to see if light was a particle or a wave. Because all these scientists were fighting about it. They're like, fine, let's prove it. As they do. And, <laughs> as they do. As we do. And they were able to prove that light operated as a wave when someone was not in the room and as a particle when someone was in the room. What that really showed me is that color is really responsive to us. And I think that's been the coolest thing for me to study. So whether it's us getting like a red light therapy pad to help bring down our inflammation or going outside right when we wake up and getting that natural sunlight to help stimulate all those hormones we need to be creative. Like it's so crucial in your daily routine, not just your branding. And it really is designed to help us to stimulate our creativity, to balance our hormones, to help us sleep. So for me, it's a much more holistic perspective. It's not just shoving it into a brand, hoping that people buy. It really is something that can support us in our daily environment, whether it's, you know, looking in the sunlight or putting a specific color on our skin. So that's what I love the most about it. Yeah. No, it's cool how, like you mentioned, like getting out in the morning that hits your cir the circadian cycle. Is what it's called. I always like messing up. Mm -hmm. um, but getting outside first thing in the morning and getting, I think it was like 15 minutes of that fresh sunlight just improves like sleep astronomically. There was a really cool study done years ago about the effect of words on water molecules. Um, okay. I know what you're talking about and I yeah. love it. Yes. So, so, so few people understand this just in general. This is something that I take into effect, especially when I do my business coaching. We start with the individual and the leader, and we start with their own linguistics and how they're talking to themselves and how they're talking to their employees and their message and their voice and their branding. Um, but I mean, color affects us the same way that our voice affects the water molecules within our body. Uh, and y'all, if you are listening to this and you're like, what the heck are these people talking about? Uh, let me clue you in a little bit. There was a study done and they were essentially trying to figure out uh, if you talk positively to water, does it respond? And if you talk negatively to water, does it respond? And they actually found that the water molecules actually chain in two, uh, several different ways, but in a couple of very distinct ways 
Uh, it turned into very beautiful, uh, flowing kind of uh, molecular structures whenever you spoke kindly to it. And then it changed into very destructive, very violent, very rigid structures whenever you spoke negatively to water. Uh, and with our bodies being made up of majority water, and even going back to our planet being made up of majority water, the way that we're speaking to ourselves and the way we're speaking into the world in general and the thoughts that we have, like physically affect us. That's why people are always saying, it's like, oh, I, I didn't really get good vibes from them. It's like, well, they have really negative words and really negative energy about them. It's because their water molecules inside their body are literally screaming at you. It's like, this is not a safe space. This is not okay. And you're picking up on that. Um, so it's all frequency. Absolutely. It's all frequency, whether it's water, whether it's like cymatics and them introducing frequencies to specific, you know, uh, containers of sand. I think that's what's so powerful that light is frequency, of course, but it also is particle. And so are we. And that's the beautiful thing once we start exploring the world of color, because you might figure out like, oh, well, with my one on one clients, I'm really going to look through uh, the journey I take them on. And depending on the support that I know, the result they want to get by the end of the first session, the end of the fifth session, the end of the tenth session, I'm going to adjust the colors that I wear to support that goal. So you really can apply this in so many different ways. And that's what I love about it. I love it. I love I like I geek out when it comes to psychology just in general. But then you added all the other facets of psychology into a business and it's just like, whoa, so never ends. Oh my gosh. It's, it's night and day. It's like, oh, I just started to like, I'm making millions of dollars. Like it impacts in so many different ways. Uh, but then I just geek out about all of it. All my friends are like, hey, Colton, get it. <laughs> you geek out about business and psychology. And I'm like, I do. But like, did you know this? And always sharing like new things that I'm like reading or learning or learning even here on the podcast. I think that's one of my favorite things about hosting this podcast and bringing on guests. It's like, yes, like the audience, y'all that are listening, get to learn amazing things and implement them into your business, right? Like a core value we have with this today's today podcast is speaking full truth, not half truth. So really giving the, the dirty details of how to move your business forward and things that you can implement to actually positively affect your life and your business and press your goals more consistently. Um, and, but I'm right there on the receiving end of that as well. You know, I get to learn from amazing people like Michelle. Um, and I'm over here as like, I got my notepad, like I'm taking notes and like, I was like, man, this is, this is awesome. I'm gonna go geek out. And next person I see is like, did you know about this color psychology stuff? And they're just going to be like, no, Bolton. And I won't tear right now. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I love it. Yeah. Um, so Michelle, in closing, I always love asking this question. What is a piece of advice that you love to give people? And then what's a piece of advice that may be hard for them to hear, but they really need to hear? Prepare yourselves. I'm just kidding. Uh, yes. I think yeah. the, the one piece of advice I would give is usually the color that you can't stand is the color that you need. For example, most people really can't stand orange. They just say, I've never liked it and I avoid it and blah, blah, blah. But orange is so focused on balance and specifically resonates with the pancreas that I think sometimes a lot of people reject that color because their life is so out of balance and in disharmony. 
So that would be one of the pieces of advice. The other one that would be hard to hear is actually something my dad told me that I didn't think was necessarily true until I became an entrepreneur and uh, started to grow and had a lot of my friends uh, who started with me around the same time really skyrocket into success. And that is there's nothing on top of the mountain. And that specifically for him related to the film industry and even working on some of the biggest pictures in the world. And that really has helped me focus more on the journey, realizing, you know, it's all about the climb, not to be too lame. But when you get to the top, it's over and there's nothing there. And I think sometimes we put so much pressure and shame on ourselves for not hitting specific goals without realizing that once you hit the goal, you're just hitting the you're, you're aspiring to the next one. So that would be the one piece of advice I would give that's a little hard to hear. I love that. There's a book called Burn Your Goals, and it's all about focusing on the process. And it is so true. You achieve things way past your wildest dreams when you get rid of this imagination that it's always outside of you or it's always the next step or always something else. And you realize, hey, everything that I'm doing right now is exactly where I need to be. And it's exactly what I need to be doing. And this is what I love and this is what I get to do. And I'm just enjoying that and creating gratitude around it just in general, like astronomically. That that simple little like shift will take those goals. And I was like, oh, these are the big audacious ones. It'll be 10, 20, 30 years down the road. And you're like, shit, I need new goals. Like I accomplished that in like a year or two years. Like, what are we talking about? Um, it's exactly. like focus on that process. Um, I love that. There's nothing on the mountain. Yeah. So I may shoplift that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so but y'all uh if you're listening to the podcast make sure to go leave that five star review uh if you're watching on youtube make sure to smash that subscribe button um but y'all go give michelle a follow on all of her social media go pick up that book uh go sign up for that course all of her information is going to be listed down in the description so make sure to go check her out uh and if you haven't already I don't know what you're doing. Smash that subscribe button because we're coming out with new episodes over and over and over again. And this is content that you do not want to miss out on. Uh, we've got those high energy, high energy vibes. Like Michelle, I mean, you sure you listen to podcasts. Like there's so many podcasts that are out there that are just so boring. And like yeah. the hosts are just like, da, 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 da. and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, this is not going to work. <laughs> it's like, this is an hour and a half long podcast. And I'm sure the information is phenomenal, but I can't get past the first 10 minutes because they are just dry. Uh, well, we don't have that issue with the Today's Today podcast. Um, so y'all make sure to smash that subscribe button, go grab a friend, go share it with friends. We appreciate all of you. Uh, and we hope that y'all have a phenomenal, phenomenal day. And we'll talk to y'all soon.